This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello and happy Tuesday. I am so glad that you all are here today listening, and I have a very special surprise for you. Um, my dear friend Kaya is with me today, and she is going to give us some great insight. Today we are talking about boundaries. So I looked up the definition of boundaries, and it's a line that marks the limit of an area and or a dividing line. So I tend to get really nervous when I talk about boundaries because I've never been good at setting them or keeping them and following them. They just scare me, and I'm not very confident when it comes to them. So I thought, why not have a friend that's tried tried her hardest to teach me and make me confident with them um, to share that with you and just give us her knowledge today. She is a pastor at my church, New Chapel, and a great leader at our church, one of our small groups, but I will let her take it from here. Please welcome Erikaya Bevilacqua. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, my name is Kaya Bevilacqua, and uh, I've known Michelle, gosh, for about five years now. And it's funny that she <laughs> she joked about boundaries. That was something that actually early on, Michelle, I just remember like hearing your story mm-hmm. and being like, boundaries, woman, come on. You have to tell people no. You have to figure out what you're looking for, and you're so darn sweet. You have to stop letting people walk all over you. And so boundaries are just something that I think you and I <laughs> definitely have a, a history yes. with, and uh, we both experienced each other having to... Um, really institute those boundaries in our life. And anyway, yes. there's always value to boundaries. And so I'm so grateful to be here. With yes. you. This, is, this is fun. So, thank you so much. I think you much. have some questions to start it off. Yes, I do. So can you tell me why are boundaries so important to have? Yes, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, so first of all, boundaries are the way that we interact with our world. And not mm-hmm. only the way that we interact with it, but also how we allow our world to interact with us. Mm-hmm. And so I have found that boundaries, when you don't have them, life sort of just happens to you. Like life is just happening and it leaves you mm-hmm. frustrated, angry. It leaves you depressed. It leaves you with anxiety or fearful because there's so much unknown. But as soon as you start implementing boundaries in your life, you start happening to life and there's so much more control. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think boundaries really, anything you can think of, I think there should be a boundary that yeah. goes along with it. <laughs> so that's yeah. why I think that they're just really important. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time we were talking. Control. Yeah. Like, if you don't have boundaries, you're not in you control not of your in life. Control. At not all. Not at all. No. Not at all. Can you tell me an example of a boundary you have set and then the reason why you set that? Definitely. Um, actually, I'll put, I'll put a little spin on it. I feel like for so much of my life, the way that boundaries have come into place is by initially not having one, mm-hmm. to be honest. Right. It's like so much of my life, um, I'm naturally a very kind of airy person where mm-hmm. um, I can't really see much past today. I'm Just not, like yes, I'm a lot like Michelle. Everyone. <laughs> um, I'm, I believe in vision and I believe in dreaming, but I'm the person that wants to help somebody else make that happen. Mm-hmm. Not a person that likes to come up with that kind of stuff on my own. And so when it comes to boundaries, I was just a person that I went along with the flow. I would have um, marked myself as a person who said, oh, well, I'm just like really low maintenance or Mm -hmm. um, I just like to make things easy. I'm a people pleaser. Or how about like 
well, I don't really care or I don't mind. Whatever yeah. you think, whatever you want. And you can get it. You get it. And I so, get it. Um, Michelle can relate to me. And so I found myself in so many instances of my life at the end of that and going through situations being like, that wasn't what I actually wanted. And mm-hmm. actually, I'm not even the person that I want to be in this. Like, I actually don't just want it to be whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I would find myself being very frustrated by what was happening to me in life. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and I, sorry to stop no, you there. I question myself, like, after something happens or, mm-hmm. um, like you said, very frustrated. Yeah. Like, why did I let myself do that? Like, I could have stopped that from happening. Totally. You yes. know, that's. All the questions I yep. ask. Yeah. And so one kind of funny example, but um, when my husband and I were first married, we lived in Oklahoma and all of our family was in Michigan. And so we just defaulted to, well, you have to spend Christmas with every mm. single family Christmas party. Right. Go all here, of it. there, everywhere. Go here, there, everywhere. Cause it's what you do. It's Christmas. And so for gosh, I mean, the first five years of our Christmas is married, but all of them beforehand, we would be traveling for hours mm. upon hours. Like the times where we actually went from Oklahoma to Michigan, that was a 14 hour drive just to get to Michigan, yeah. not including all the driving around. And so there would be days leading up to Christmas where we'd be at three Christmas parties every single day. Mm. And we'd find mm. ourselves like, okay, don't try not to eat here. Or did we bring a gift for this person? Or like, oh my gosh, we don't have it. Like, how do we get gifts for everybody? And we found ourselves losing our joy, losing the spirit of the holidays. We were not celebrating Jesus. He was not the focus of Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was, okay, we got to get to the next party. And it struck us. And we were like, this is gross. Like, first of all, this is not even what Christmas is supposed to be. Right. Yes, parties are awesome. And we love celebrating Jesus. But we're not doing that right now. Right. We are doing stuff just to do it to make everyone around us happy. To please other people. To please Mm -hmm. other people. And so we got to the spot where we just said, enough is enough. Okay, so how can we we change this? And we said, okay, when we have children, here's our rule. Mm -hmm. Our rule will be... We can go to one party on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. one party. And it can be outside of our, you know, our home. Right. But it's one party. And then on Christmas, we will be at our home with our children right. when we wake up. And then if we so desire, we can go somewhere in the evening. Yeah. But that will be with how we feel. We're not going to commit and overexert ourselves and try to lock our kids all around. They're miserable. Nobody's having a good time. And so that was just a funny boundary, but like Mm -hmm. even for holidays and it doesn't even start or stop with just holidays, but that was early on in our marriage something where it's like boundary. Mm -hmm. We don't say yes to every Christmas party just because you don't want to hear some hurt somebody's feelings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Sorry, your feelings. I love you, but like, I love my family more. I love our peace in our Mm -hmm. home. I love what we're going to experience together more than just making you happy by going to your party, you know? And so, and this, I'm going to throw you off because I just thought of this. This is not anything I sent you, but um, (laughs) I've been reading a book called boundaries. And actually one of the topics was, if I have boundaries, am I being selfish? And mm-hmm. what you were saying kind of leads to it. Yes. And I, you know, you can express some more on this if you feel so, mm-hmm. but um, it is not selfish whatsoever. Amen. Not selfish. Um, I'm trying to think of what I read in the book, but just like, I think basically it was God doesn't want you to feel this no. frustration. He wants you to be happy and 
it's, you know, there's a point between pleasing people and yes. pleasing yourself. And mm-hmm. you have to meet in that line. Amen. I've had to say no to things I really don't want to say no to because I know totally agree. I just need to step back and take a minute for myself. Yeah, I'm really glad that you said that. In fact, it reminds me, I wrote down a scripture. It's um, 1 Timothy 4.12. And uh, I brought the authorized version. This is the New King James. And so it says it kind of fancy. But um, <laughs> what was it? 4.12. Let me see. So let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And so I read that. And to me, what came to my mind when I read that scripture was boundaries. Mm-hmm. How do you know what's pure unless you have a boundary? How do you know yeah. what's wise unless you have a boundary? How do you be an example if you do not have a standard mm-hmm. in your life? Yeah. And so, so the Bible all throughout, in fact, I love it. The book of um, the whole book of Proverbs, right? It's the book of wisdom. And the book of Proverbs gives definite like instruction to the boundaries that you should have in your life. Mm -hmm. And even if it doesn't say boundary, it tells you what you should, you shouldn't, what wisdom says to do. And so I look at those as direct boundaries. It's giving it to you in the Bible, in the word. And so to be an example to fellow believers, to people who are far from God, Mm -hmm. you have to have a standard in your life. And without a standard, you're just going to bow to whatever is happening around you. Mm -hmm. You're going to sin. You're going to go crazy. You're going to go wild because you don't have a standard. And so I love that you talked about, is it selfish? Um, People will think you're selfish for boundaries, Mm -hmm. Michelle. I have experienced that more times than I'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. And a hard, hard, hard lesson that my husband and I have come to now embrace is that when you enact boundaries in your life, you are trading popularity for respect. Yep. Because what happens is people aren't going to see the value. They're not going to see the fruit of the boundaries that you mm-hmm. have right away. It might take until I'm 60, 70 years old for the boundaries that I've placed in my life to come into effect or for people yeah. to realize, oh, that's why they mm-hmm. only had one Christmas party. Oh, that's why, because their kids still love their family, serve the Lord, want to be around their parents. And so there's things that there's not instant gratification with some of the boundaries that you put in. Mm -hmm. So initially people look at you like you're selfish. Mm -hmm. You're only thinking about yourself. Um, That makes no sense. Why are you doing that? And I get it. I'm willing to temporarily trade what you think of me, um, how popular I may be for respect for my family from fellow Christians, from the world, from my children, I'd much rather trade that. Yeah. So it's so good. So, so good. Thank you. And so we've been talking in depth, but we're going to go deeper. Okay. (laughs) Um, So what are some practical steps to actually setting boundaries? But even for me, this is the hardest part, Mm -hmm. following them, like following through with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so boundaries are not always convenient. <laughs> I know that. Boundaries <laughs> are not always convenient. And like I said, the way that so many boundaries in our life were even put into place were by messing it up mm-hmm. and were by having the result of not having one. And so, you know, just some examples to get us thinking along those lines are, um, so my husband and I, we have two children going on three. And you know this about me. Yeah, you know this about me that I don't let everyone watch my kids. Right. Um, there are times where it would be really convenient. It would be very convenient oh, yeah. to just call up, I won't use names, but so-and-so mm-hmm. and say, hey, could you come watch my kids? 
I know that they would say yes. Right. I know that they even wouldn't let me pay them. But I know how they live their life. Mm -hmm. I know that the fruit they have with their children. I know the results that they have in their life. And to me, when you're spending time with my kids, that is a direct influence over their life. Yep. Not everybody looks at that. Oh, Kaya, right? Trading popularity for respect, right? Yep. Kaya, it's not a big deal. It's like for four hours. What what can happen in four hours? I'm sorry, but in the spiritual, a lot can happen right. in four hours. And so who I allow to influence my children, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And so um, for us, some of them come from literally just writing it down. And when you have somebody to hold you accountable, like my husband and I, because we're on the same page, mm -hmm. even if I wanted to take the easy route, like he would tell me no. Yeah. Let me remind you of the why behind the what, Kaya. This is why we do what we do. And so my children, very limited on who is allowed to be around them. And so I would say in that example, if you have children, who is allowed to have influence over your kids? Mm -hmm. Have a list. You need to, what do they, laminate that thing yeah. that needs to be on your fridge. And you need, everybody needs to know your standard. Well, I mean, not everybody needs to know who you're right. allowed to watch your right. kids, but you know, you're not going to just say yes to everybody being right. around those babies, you know, <laughs> whether they're a newborn or five years mm -hmm. old or 12, whatever yeah. it is, you know, because you guys live your life yeah. in a way that not everyone does, you know, yeah. and even if they spend an hour with this person, they could talk how they talk. They could do, Preach. you know, you know, do whatever, not saying I'm not talking about the good, mm -hmm. the bad, you know, yeah. everything, but, yeah. um, you know, and, Kids pick up stuff so fast. They pick up stuff. So <laughs> fast. You know this. Yeah. I mean, you just see what Bryn comes home and says sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, first of all, that's not even in my vocabulary. So you you heard that from somebody right. else. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, my three-year-old, yeah. he's witty. He hears everything that people say. And sometimes he'll, <laughs> yes, even, like, he'll say a word, not really understanding the yeah. meaning of it. And so it's out of context, but he heard it somewhere. And yeah. He's trying to implement that into mm -hmm. his life. And so I yeah. guard that. And it is inconvenient. Because it does limit how much time I am away from them and how much freedom, yeah. right, that I have. Yeah. It it limits how many times I'm able to go out with my husband and do whatever I want. Yeah. It, it limits me for sure. But it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make now. And mm -hmm. I think you have to realize that boundaries, they're not easy and they are a sacrifice. Yeah. But if you want results in your life, if you want a certain standard, if you want to live a certain way, well, you have to make decisions yeah. <laughs> to get there. Yeah. And, and so. that, that hard work will bring happiness Amen. because I have broken boundaries myself or yeah. not followed through on them. And I'm miserable, you know, oh, like yes. just miserable. Like, why did I do this? I think I already said that, but basically that's mm -hmm. how you are. And even yeah. the littlest boundary I have is I only have Bryn every other week. Yeah. So unless it's something really special, like mm -hmm. I went to a concert last week, Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't do that. So right. And so I did that, but I, she goes everywhere with me mm -hmm. unless it's to the store and she doesn't want to go. That's fine. But mm -hmm. you know, I don't, friends get mad because I don't want to go sing karaoke because I love it. Right. But if You're I have my daughter, that. I don't want to have a babysitter with her because that's precious time. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that's so good. I love that you said that. And so one of um, the boundaries that we, or boundary standards, um, we don't miss church. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's easy to say because you're a pastor's wife and you do church. No, like if I wasn't in ministry mm -hmm. and before we ever planted a church, before we were ever in this position, we right. did not miss church. And in fact, this might rub some people the wrong way, but I even think if your job does not allow you to go to church on a Sunday, you might should re-examine where you're working. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, Ooh, did yes. 
I just think that you need to have a hard boundary when it comes to your spiritual life, because out of your spiritual life comes everything else. And so while I was um, going to Bible school and working full time, I actually told my bosses, it was like, Hey, if you're not going to be able to get me onto the shift where I don't have to work Sundays, they knew I would work any other time. But listen, my Sunday mornings, I'm a Christian. Christians go to church. No, like Kaya, they don't have to block. Listen, I, I hear you. I get it. Uh, going to church does not save me. Going to right. church does not make me a good person. Mm-hmm. But going to church reminds me of where I came from. Yeah. Going to church fills me up. The Bible says that you cannot give out unless you've been filled up. And right. so I got to get mm-hmm. filled so I can mm-hmm. give something to the world that I'm this crazy world, right? Yeah. And so I get fed at church. I get sharpened at church. Mm-hmm. I get corrected at church. I get encouraged. And so um, I don't want to be like a person who doesn't eat food. Like the Bible says that it's more important for you to eat spiritual food than it yeah. is for your, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Feed your spirit like you feed your mm-hmm. body. And so people, Christians, we default into the convenience of, oh, well, I have to work on Sundays or I have a game on Sunday right. or whatever it is. And so my family, we have said like, we just don't miss it. Yeah. You know this about mm-hmm. me, Michelle, but I've had home births, right? So yeah. um, my first two, I, <laughs> I have not had my third yeah. yet, but my first two, my first two sons, they were born at home. And three days after I had both of them, it, it was, it worked out in such a way that yeah. church was three days later. Yeah. And you better you believe I packed up my little newborn uh-huh. and I got dressed and I got ready and I brought my baby to church. Mm-hmm. Now, did I come early like I normally do? No. Right. Did I do what I normally do at church? No, I have right. boundaries even there. Like, yeah. hey, right now my job is to take care of my baby, but another boundary that I have is we will be in church. Yeah. And so we go to church every week. When we're on vacation, if it happens, if it falls where we're off on a Sunday, we go to church. Right. You find a church. We find it. Ch- I can't even tell you yeah. how many random churches in America uh-huh. that we have visited because we happen to be in that state on uh-huh. a Sunday. I mean, even when we leave to do our line of work as a guest speaker, we're in church. Like yeah. our family goes to church mm-hmm. and that boundary of church being every week we go, it affects the decisions that we make. Yes. And so when my children get to the age, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but when my boys get to the age of wanting to do sports, of wanting to do extracurricular mm-hmm. activities, love it. 10 out of 10. I believe in what that instills in kids. It's so mm-hmm. great. But what will be a boundary, a determining factor for me if they're allowed to do it? What does the sun, if there's anything that's on a Sunday morning, I'm sorry, but that goes against the boundary of this, this house. We won't do that. And so, oh, that sounds so extreme. Um, I'm on the opposite end of it. I think that it would be so extreme to keep my kids away from being fed spiritually. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. another thing that kind of ties into that is I have, uh, we don't like to say volunteer. Yeah. Served. <laughs> yes. I have served at New Chapel for probably about four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm going to be honest, those Sundays, <laughs> they're long. Yes. You know, they're tiring. Mm-hmm. But um, even if I... Let me just butt in. It's oh. because Michelle, when she serves, <laughs> she's here before everyone else and stays after everyone leaves. So just to be clear, that's yeah. the kind of girl Michelle yeah. is. So not, first not, one in, not making a bad rap. No, it, I love it. That's why I'm here all the time. But, um, you know, all my family, they'll go up north and stay for the weekend. And I stay from Friday to Saturday. Or I leave, mm-hmm. even with Bryn, at 7 a.m. Yeah, on it. Sunday to make it. because. That's powerful. There's no, I don't know what I would physically do yeah. on a Sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't come here. And it's like, 
it, it just does something for me Hallelujah. and not to mention the other people, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else. But that's a boundary that I have that I didn't even think was boundary until you yes. said that. <laughs> yes, because it is. Like I said, when we started this out, really anything that you can think of as a boundary in your life. You know, there's some people who have a food allergy, right? Yep. And they can't eat certain foods. Like a boundary for them is, hey, I actually can't eat that pizza mm-hmm. because there's gluten in it or there's dairy. And so it's against the boundary mm-hmm. in my life. And so from what you eat to who spend times with your kids to who you're even spending time with, how right. much time those people get from you, mm-hmm. everything, the way that you are interacting with every part of your life, you, you need to think about what you want that to look like and what yes. your boundary is for it. Yes. And then I love this in, uh, I think it's in Matthew, let me double check. It's in Matthew 537. Um, Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. And we live in a in a society where we're so flippant, like we give answers, but we quickly backtrack or if something more convenient Mm -hmm. comes along, we will switch plans like that. Mm -hmm. We don't really live in in a world where standards are the norm. The norm is to cancel. The norm is to backslide. The norm Mm -hmm. is what is convenient for me. This is silly, but you know, even when, um, okay. So I know people who love church, Michelle, like they are faithful people. They love Mm -hmm. to serve. They love to be involved, but but, but, but if there's poor weather, I yeah. have that in quotes, poor weather, <laughs> right? Um, any excuse mm-hmm. to get out of a responsibility. Yeah. We've had people on a day where it's just a rainy, cold day, and that person would rather have stayed in bed mm-hmm. and then cozy, wozy, tucked in with her. Ch- I get right. it. Yeah. There are mornings where I wake up, and you better believe, um, I do feel like everyone else in this right. world where, oh, it's a Sunday morning. It's 5 a.m. My flesh says, I want to stay in this cozy, warm bed. Oh, yes. I want my children to come get cozy with me and let's watch a fun movie and eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. Of course, my flesh feels like that. But yeah. that's when boundary has to kick in yep. instead of living and living like everyone else where we just default to convenience. Mm-hmm. We default to just pleasing what we're feeling in that moment. And the, Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be mm-hmm. no. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. Yeah. And live your life like that. That is so godly. Mm-hmm. It's godly to do that. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And I love you, Kaya. <laughs> I love um, is there anything else that is on your heart that you need to say? Or in that if not, that's totally fine. Just you know, one one last thing that I was um, thinking, I actually thought this right before we got to talking and I wrote it down, like, um, I know that boundaries are hard for everyone. They're mm-hmm. hard for me and I fully believe in them and like to think I live my life by them, even though, to be clear, I fail with them. There are times where I mess up my own standard, my own boundary, or I don't live up to it. And that's where I just repent and it's like, Lord, help me to do better next time. But um you know, God has the commandments, right? The mm-hmm. 10 commandments, we hear about them. Yeah. Boundaries don't have to be hard. We're already naturally defaulting to boundaries. Like mm-hmm. thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal. Like if you have any oh, yeah. morals, that's, mm-hmm. that's a boundary. Yeah. That's a boundary. We just don't articulate them very often. And so I would encourage anybody to get a notepad out. Mm-hmm. Write down your your boundaries. Start thinking, entertaining. When is date night? Mm-hmm. Um, how long can you guys stay out for? Who has your kids? You know, start yes. to play with some of what this looks like. The Bible says in Habakkuk to write the vision and make it plain, so mm-hmm. that those who mm-hmm. read it will run with it. Right. And so let your 
boundaries be known to your kids. Let your boundaries be known to your family. Don't try to hide them. Write them down. Make them clear for yourself. Because I have found when I'm unsure, unclear of my own boundaries, I'm not going to follow through with them. But Mm -hmm. if if they are marked, if they are clear, if I know what I know or know that I know that I know that's a boundary in my life, I am more apt to act on Mm -hmm. it. And so write them down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think important thing of make, make, even though they're so hard, make sure to follow them because myself in situations, I haven't followed them. And so people think they can walk all over me, right? you know, like, and that makes it 10 times more hard. Mm -hmm. But so just even write down a plan. Like, yes, if this happens, like write down what you don't like, how you're going to change it. Mm -hmm. And if this happens, what am I going to do? Like, and that goes along with have a game plan, yes. have a vision of what happens. And I should really take my own advice. Let me add to that. I love that you said <laughs> that. So one thing that I've personally done is, so people aren't going to always know when you violated your own conscience. Right. The Bible says don't do it. Don't violate mm-hmm. your own conscience. You and I, we've had a lot of talks about this. Yeah. You can't violate your own conscience. But what happens is people don't know that. People mm-hmm. don't know when you do that. People don't even know when you violate your own boundaries. It might spark yeah. a reaction in you where you get a little bit sad or upset with yourself, but they don't really know. So I've actually called myself out. And in times where I've gone against my own boundary, mm-hmm. I've gone to the person who I overstepped my own boundary with. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, hey, I just, I'd like you to know a boundary in my life. I actually crossed it with you. You don't know it, but I want to call that out and just let you know. There's been times where I've apologized to them for doing it. And they're like, you didn't even do anything to me. But you were involved. I'm sorry. I actually, I overstepped my own boundary with you. And so it's a standard that I live by. And I'm feeling really upset that I I did that to myself. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, next time, hold me accountable. Or next time, if you see me back out before I follow through with something, please know Mm -hmm. it's that I have this boundary and I've never shared it with you before. Yeah. And so be quick to call it out. Yes. (laughs) Don't try to hide and let let people wonder, like, what's their deal? No, like, if you mess up, call yourself out. That's so good. (laughs) Even though they might think it's silly. Like, you know, you said, like, they said, oh, I didn't even know. It's fine. You did that. But they know for next time. Exactly. And you know, know they're not standard. Yes. Mm -hmm. And whether if they pushed, you know, if they pushed you to do something or asked you to do something, like they know you're not okay with, they won't ask you again because you spoke up. Exactly. That's so Mm -hmm. good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Well, thank you again. Thank you. The reason I wanted you on the podcast and I said it before is because you have taught me so much over the years. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I just knew other people needed to hear this. Yeah. And other people just really needed to hear this, needed Mm. some insight. And, um, it's so deep with our lives. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, um, Everyone needs to have a friend like Kaya. Michelle, <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> so she she's so full of knowledge and she's someone so good to confide with. So you just I can encourage everyone just just find someone like that in their life. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Find somebody that you can be yourself with yeah. and who can tell you no. Yeah. You told me no before and I definitely said <laughs> yes. no to you before. And not just in like an right. answer way, yes. but in a Hey, right. you're acting crazy. Right. You know better and you're mm-hmm. better than this. And you want, you've told me this isn't your standard. Yeah. And so have somebody yes. that you can actually be for real with. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So thank you so much. I love you and hope you all enjoyed. Thank you. Yeah.